Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, all on the prices that I think make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model I've built that I actually call Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Issue here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost under $1 per day. You'll receive money line, run line, total, prices, numbers needed for A grades, all sorts of goodies, and exclusive access to our Discord chat. Again, that link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It is not trying to forecast it to a T as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides, rather right prices where any side should be played. Whether using my model or someone else's, this sort of probabilistic thinking is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There will be ups and downs, but with this sort of thinking, these things do balance out in the long run. They're simply hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So while the long run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, you know, Tuesday uh, was a rough day for us. A lot of weird things happened. Specifically, the the Dodgers-Angels game was a really interesting case where we locked in the Angels really far ahead of time. Uh, you know, didn't get the opening line necessarily. I don't like to play right at the open because then it makes it hard for you to get those same picks. Uh, but played it relatively early the day before, got great value on it. The number moved like 20 or 30 cents the other direction. And the only runs the Dodgers score come because of a ground ball that bounces over the first baseman's head, which seems really unlikely. It's actually the second time I've seen it happen in the last couple weeks. Uh, but I, honestly, I'm not sure I've ever seen that happen. And I'm sure it has. I just I watch a lot of baseball and I don't remember ever seeing that happen on a non-turf field. And I've seen it twice now. But the one previously, I don't remember who it was now, a couple weeks ago, hit like the lip really funny right around shortstop, bounce over the shortstop's head. The one last night in the Dodgers-Angels game didn't hit a lip. It just hopped straight over his head, which I feel like is really hard to do. And that's a good and bad variant to talk about. You know, if you're on the Dodgers, that was good variance. If you're on the Angels, it's bad variance. It's just, very, it's just weird. And that's the thing with baseball. You're going to get weird things happening all the time. And that's why we talk about the prices. We have to acknowledge and understand we are going to lose picks. There's no way around that. If you think that if you think it's possible to never lose a pick, just go watch another show because I can't help you if that's if that's your mindset, right? We got to understand we're going to lose some picks. And thus, once you realize we're going to lose some, it makes the price so important. So that's what we're talking about, where the prices make sense because we're looking about this from a long term. I don't really get focused on, distracted by, care about what happens on one day, one game, right? We're talking about the long run. We're looking at weeks and months. And are we getting good prices? If we're getting good prices over weeks and months, we will win. We're on five straight winning weeks. We got some work to do to make this one a winning week. But if we just stick with it and trust the process, I'm sure it'll come around. Wednesday is kind of in the middle of happening right now, a little up, a little down so far. We'll see how that plays out. Short slate on Thursday, but games throughout the day. I'm really excited for a couple of these. Uh, but before we get to that, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content 
that this channel provides. You'll see how I scale my picks on the screen and in the Google Sheet that has the season results. It's got a bunch of tabs with a bunch of interesting information, ratings, projections. I've put all the pitcher data out there. All sorts of fun stuff. That link's in the show description if you want to play with it. But as always, with the scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. Going to start off here at 105 p.m. Eastern Braves at the Phillies. You can see me wearing my Phillies jersey here uh, for Wednesday. We're hard on the Phillies. Uh, it's a big pitching edge for them on Thursday. It's a little bit of a different story, but the first thing I want to talk about is the weather in this one. We're mid to late June at this point, but the daytime temperature in Philadelphia surprisingly is going to be in the low 60s for the totality of this ball game and the wind is going to be blowing in at 10 to 15 miles an hour now again we're 24 hours away from first pitch that could change with regards to wind could drop a little bit could shift a little bit but I mean we have a good enough idea this is going to be a really pitcher friendly setup and that's so surprising for June this game's going to play more like April than June According to Sideline, while the hitter-friendly nature of the park increases the number of projected runs by 6%, the weather is going to drop that subsequently 16%. So I think it's going to be a, a, a day where runs are hard to come by. That wind is just going to knock everything down. Bryce Elder, I'm not sure how much that's going to help him. He keeps the ball on the ground so much that uh, you know it, it, it's going to help him in case someone does get a hold of one, right? It's not going to carry. But for the most part, he's a ground ball guy anyway. He's been a guy I've loved to back. I think he is the real deal. Now, I don't think he's quite as good as that 260 ERA, but I still think he's an above-average pitcher. Finally starting to maybe get a little bit of the respect he deserves, but I've been a believer in him for, for months now. Uh, Tywin Walker for the Phillies. He's had some up, up and downs, had some decent starts, had some shakier starts. The 431 ERA, that's pretty accurate according to his underlying metrics. Pretty league average pitcher. And, of course, the Braves' offense is definitely better than the Phillies. And so, you know, the Bryce Elder's better pitcher. Braves' offense is better. Braves' relievers, barely better. The Phillies' relievers kind of getting healthy now. But Braves really have an edge everywhere. Minus 125 is a pretty short price. I'm going to be on the Braves at that number. Model says it should be minus 132. And that they have a 57% chance of winning. Anything minus 119 or better would get to an A grade. So about six cents away from that highest tier value proposition. But I still think the Braves are worth the play. Even though it's not the ideal price, I still think it is a good price in order to back the Braves. And I talked about that weather. I'm going to be on the under nine here. Model projects 7.9. Bottom line is it's just going to be hard to hit home runs. And in baseball, home runs and doubles is really where you get so many of your runs from these days. That wasn't the case 15, 20, 30 years ago, but it's the case now. And, uh, you know, you got a ground ball pitcher and elder. And as good as this Braves offense is, I think they're going to score some runs. They're going to have to do it the hard way, the old-fashioned way, though, by getting multiple hits in the inning. And that's just not the way baseball's played these days. The pitching, right, and I don't want to get too much on a tangent on this in case you weren't aware, but the, the way the world works now in baseball is the pitchers go a lot harder every pitch than they used to. They used to not really do that very often. You always heard guys like Pedro Martinez talk about, uh, you know, in the right situation, just kind of throwing it up there, put a little movement on it and trying to get the guys to put the ball in play. And you rarely see that now. Pitchers are going hard every single pitch, and that makes it harder to get hits um, consecutively. And that's why the home run ball is so important in baseball because it's you string three singles together, you get one run, right? And that, that's, it's, that's a lot of work. It's hard to get three hits in one inning, and you only get one run out of it, right? So we're just so big on the long ball. That's just the way the game is played for better or worse. 
And on a day like today, like that we're going to have here on Thursday, the ball not flying out, it's going to be hard to score runs. I think the Braves can win a low-scoring affair. I think minus 125 is a pretty good price on them. And like I said, I love this under nine here. I love the push protection on it. I think both of these are really good picks. Hard for me to choose which one I like more than the other. I just think they're both worth your while. If you have a better feel on Taiwan Walker uh, than I do, Model says he's pretty average. I, I don't know. I, I look at him and I see – some good starts and some bad starts. But if you had to only pick one, my recommendation would be look at how you feel about Tywin Walker. If you think he's decent, then I'd lean more under nine. If you think he's mediocre in this Braves office to get to him, I'd lean more Braves minus 125. So that might be how I differentiate them. I'm playing them both. I think they're both a good pick and should be part of your portfolio for Thursday. Once in PM Eastern Athletics and the Guardians, a nice day in Cleveland, mid-70s. Wind will be blowing a little bit in, a little bit across, around 10 miles an hour. So strong wind over there in Cleveland as well. And, and again, 24 hours for first pitch, definitely something to check out in the morning update. If you're with me on Dub Club, you'll get that information on the wind. If it shifts to blowing in, that's going to make it uh, really pitcher-friendly, especially in that park. When the wind blows in there, it's real hard to hit home runs. Uh, in Cleveland. But if it's blowing across, um, that's going to kind of change things a little bit too, because it would be blowing across kind of from right field, pushing it towards left field. Uh, and if you hit a pop fly to left field, kind of pushing it to the shorter part of it, it might actually help the hitters a little bit. So a couple question marks on the wind, depending on how that shifts around, might be impactful if you're assessing the total in this game. I'm going to focus on the side though. I like the Guardians here at minus 175. Logan Allen, uh, pretty good pitcher here, 395 ERA, and the advanced metrics, so that's pretty spot on, slightly above average. And this is nothing against J.P. Sears, a guy I've talked about for the A's, one of their decent pitchers. I think the A's somehow now have like four decent starting pitchers. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what world we're living in, but they got four guys, so I don't actually have a problem backing at these crazy high prices. The problem is, while Sears is decent, his underlying metrics suggest his ERA should be closer to five, and he's, I think, maybe the weakest of the four competent starters. He's better than a bunch of the guys in the league, but he's still below average. Logan Allen still has an edge on him. I do not trust this Oakland bullpen whatsoever. Uh, Guardians bullpen, pretty good. Offensively, I'm not really high on either offense, but I think the Guardians are a smart play here at minus 175. B-grade pick model says it should be minus 185, and we're about a dime away from an A-grade pick. Bottom line here, we've backed the A's a lot here in the last couple of weeks, and they've made us some good money. Um, they haven't won every single game that we've backed with these big plus odds, but they've won enough of them that uh, we, we're definitely positive backing them, especially here in the last few weeks, but... We're even more profitable fading them. So we have to be careful by fading bad teams. I've long talked about this, no matter what sport it is. Be careful fading bad teams blindly at prices because upsets happen. That's why we think about these things probabilistically. And if you're paying too high of a price, you're either going to lose a lot straight betting or it's going to kill your parlay because you're adding in way more risk than it's worth. So we don't want to just blind fade the A's at these high prices and if you've been watching paying attention seeing the picks we haven't been but i think this is still a price here we should fade and we've done really well fading the a's when the model has said the price should be higher this is one of those situations so i'm going to back the favorite guardians here at minus 175 if you want to look at the run line Right now, there's no run line market out. An A grade on the run line, though, would be plus 122. I doubt you're going to get plus odds in the Guardians run line on this one. 
break even price is plus 110. So if you're playing the Guardians run line, it needs to be plus odds. Otherwise, I think you're just being too risky for no reason. Uh, the total, I think, is priced pretty right. Model says 8.2, actual totals 8. So uh, if for whatever reason this wind shifts to across the projected total jumps to eight and a half nine expect a few more runs that might be when guardians run line looks a little more appealing but right now given that i think the total is priced pretty well i don't think entering the run line markets an overly profitable move i'm just going to play it safe here guardians minus 175 and stick to that here as a b-grade thursday afternoon pick 6.40 p.m. Eastern Pirates at the Marlins. Look, I invited Cousin Jared on the show. Mitch Keller's pitching, and he should be here talking about it. And he said no. So we get to have a little fun with this one. Uh, Mitch Keller uh, has been our boy all season long, but the Pirates have just been dreadful as of late. They can't score. Their bullpen keeps giving up runs. They're going the wrong direction in a hurry in what was looking like a real promising start to the season. Um as much as I believe in Mitch Keller, I think Braxton Garrett is every bit as good as Mitch Keller. ERA pretty similar. And the underlying metrics, while they favor Brad Keller a lot of times, actually favor Braxton Garrett. Underlying metrics, his ERA should be around three. That's insanely good. I think the Marlins have the better uh, bullpen here. And if it's a wash with regards to the starting pitcher, the Marlins offense is better at home. Marlins minus 122 at A grade. Uh, Cousin Jared decides not to show up on a Mitch Keller start, and we're going A grade against our boy Keller. Again, all about the price. It's not that the Pirates can't win this. It's just that the model says the Marlins win this 58% of the time and that the price should be minus 139. So minus 122 offers great value. Anything minus 125 or better on the Marlins gets that A-grade designation. And again, there's really not much to say about it other than the Pirates are going the wrong direction. The Marlins are playing decent. And the situation where I'm back in the Pirates these days is in a game with Mitch Keller. Unfortunately, he's going to be dueled by a pitcher who I think is just as underrated as he is in Braxton Garrett and maybe one who's a little bit more underrated. Uh, Garrett, I think, quietly uh, having a really good year. And based off his underlying metrics, I think his numbers stand to improve. So he's a guy I'm kind of thinking here in the next month or so, we might be backing a lot. I really like what I've seen from him. We'll obviously be a dome in this one in Miami. Model projects 7.7 runs. Actual total is 7.5. So the total is priced pretty well. 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern Mariners at the Yankees. Going to wrap us up on this show here. Low 60s in New York. Wind will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour. And I mentioned this a lot last year. I don't think I've talked about it much this year, especially with Judge being hurt. But there was a lot of uh, false information going around last year where people talked about Judge hitting all those home runs. And they talked about how, well, he's playing in such a hitter-friendly ballpark. And that's just not the case. Yankee Stadium uh, might actually be slightly more pitcher-friendly than anything else over the totality of the season it can play pretty hitter friendly in the summer when it's hot and the wind's blowing out but in the fringe months uh, when it gets a little bit cooler up there in new york it plays pretty uh pretty pitcher friendly so you just got to look at the weather in new york like a lot of places um you know seattle you don't have to look at the weather oakland you know a lot of times you don't have to look at the weather right the la you only really have to look at it when they get one of those heat waves and it's actually like in the 90s there uh you know usually that happens more like august september right uh you know so a handful of places you don't have to look at the weather right Obviously, New York's definitely one of them. And the weather here is going to drop the projected total, according to sideline, by 12%. It's going to play not quite as extreme as it will in Philadelphia because the wind will be stronger earlier in the day in Philly. But in New York at night, you're going to see some of the similar effects with that wind blowing in, and it's going to really suppress home runs and make it play pretty pitcher-friendly. That's obviously going to help out Brian Wu and Domingo Herman. Wu is a guy I've talked about, I think, on every single start. 
After that first start, I told y'all it probably wasn't as bad as he looked. His underlying metrics were promising. I know he didn't make it deep, but I had optimism. After that second start, I was willing to back him. He looked good again that, uh, on that third start. It'll be his fourth start here. Underlying metrics, still superb. He's not going to go deep. That's not a problem. Again, as I mentioned last time, I don't have a problem that he's not going deep because the Seattle bullpen is so loaded. Uh, if they're just saying, hey, go through this lineup two times, max three, give everything you got, come out after five, that works out just fine. Model still gives him a below average league rating, but I think that's partially because we don't see a lot of kids come up from double A and have success. But one of the things I'm always talking about, and I've built this into the model is how good a pitcher is, is somewhat going to be correlated to how good the other pitchers in the team are. And what I mean by that is, when a team like the Mariners, who has a lot of pitching, bring up a guy, it probably should give you a little bit more confidence him coming up than a team like the A's, right? You know, a team like the Royals brings up a guy. I mean, if he was good, he probably would have already been there, right? I don't really think it means that much. But when a guy, a team like the Mariners bring up a guy with how much pitching they have, right? Their issue's been offense, not pitching, uh, other than a few a few games where things were haywire, but that was an, a, an anomaly, right? They bring a guy like that up, and he, he kind of got to take note, and he's looked really good when you look under the hood. Don't be fooled by that ERA. It was just a ton of runs in that first start. That was a little bit of some bad luck. I think this kid's pretty good. Domingo Harmon's been respectable, and anybody respectable ought to be able to get this Mariners offense out, especially on a pitcher-friendly day. I don't trust this Yankees offense whatsoever without Judge Wind blowing in. Under eight is one of the dumbest lines I've seen in a long time. Model says 7.5. Honestly, this number should probably probably be seven. I don't have any faith in the Mariners offense. I don't have any faith in the Yankees. I think both of these pitchers are better than the model things. And I love the fact that you've got two good bullpens to come in behind them and kind of clean up messes and handle the bulk of the work if needed. Even if this total was seven and a half and the model says seven and a half, I would definitely not be going over. Like I said, this no, this total is a full run too high. We saw a three to one game on uh, Tuesday night. Wednesday hasn't happened yet. Uh, but these pitchers are good enough to handle the the, the, the struggling offenses. Wind blowing in, it, it, it's almost like this totals prices if it's a normal June night, and it won't be. Cold, cold front coming through here in the Northeast, it's going to make it really friendly for the pitcher. So I love this under eight here. With regards to the side, right now there's no value in either way. I'm not playing it as of yet. It's pretty coin tossy model, so it should be Yankees minus 105. They're currently priced at minus 108, so the Yankees might be a decent way to look if the price comes down a little bit. Their offense is just struggling so much. It's really hard to back them. I'm not saying you shouldn't. It's just hard to. You just want to make sure you get a good price. Model says it needs to be better than minus 105. I don't know. I'm looking for closer to even money on it. This Mariners team, I still think can have some success. I really like their bullpen. This is about when they got it going last year. They just got to start hitting. Uh, right now, their current price is minus 102, and that's just not good enough for me at this point. I want to believe in the Mariners, but I'm not backing them until the value is there. Last year, we were rolling with them so much, I was willing to back them if the model said there's a hint of value. And now I really just need better value than that. So right now, I'm not touching either way. If it moves five to 10 cents either side, I could be talked into it. My strongest play, even if there does become a play on the side later, is this under, as I think there's just not going to be very many runs here on Thursday night. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. 
I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.